0: Welcome to AudioPi's English Literature and Language Show. You can dip into huge chunks of over 19 series for free and learn on the go. Happy listening, everyone. Today we're looking at structure and form. Sometimes they get lumped together, but actually they're two distinct elements. Structure relates to the order that Priestley has decided to tell his story in. The form means the features particular to drama. Stage directions, exits and entrances, acts, scenes, lighting. Let's start with structure. We join the action in media res. That's Latin for in the middle of. In this case, in the middle of Sheila and Gerald's engagement party. So why does Priestley start his story here? And not when Edna tells the family that an inspector has called, for instance.
1: It's to give us a glimpse of how self-satisfied the Burlings are, particularly Arthur Burling. Things are all falling into place for him. He's married his social superior, Sybil. His daughter Sheila's about to marry her social superior, Gerald. Two powerful business families, Burling & Company and Crofts Limited, about to unite.
0: Perhaps we may look forward to the time when crofts and burlings are no longer competing, but are working together for lower costs and higher prices.
1: And there's a knighthood in the pipeline. By starting his play where he does, Priestley shows us the dizzy heights that the burlings are going to fall from. Stephen Daldry, who we mentioned last time, highlights the precariousness of their position by having their house rising on stilts in his production of the play.
0: You could mention different productions of the play in order to back up a point that you're trying to make about the text. In this case, that the Burlings start the play in an elevated position from which they slowly but surely fall. Mentioning stage layout shows an appreciation of form. So back to structure. It looks simple. The inspector deals with one person and one line of inquiry at a time. Arthur Burling, Sheila, Gerald, then Mrs Burling and finally Eric.
1: It looks simple but there's careful thought behind it. Arthur Burling's confession has to be first. What he does starts the chain of events. That culminates in Eva's death. If he hadn't fired Eva, she wouldn't have been working in Millwards. If she hadn't been working there, she wouldn't have annoyed Sheila and ended up out of a job for a second time, and so on. It also adds dramatic tension. The audience wants to know what happened afterwards. Try
0: to evaluate Priestley's choices too. He could have started with Sheila and then, as a twist, revealed that the girl Sheila had dismissed was the same girl her father fired, but he doesn't.
1: But he doesn't make that choice because the power of Priestley's story doesn't lie in the fact that coincidences happen. Its power lies in its core message that our actions impact on others. It's unlikely that a single family would do this, but we suspend our disbelief because the message at the heart of the play is a valid one. We are members of one body.
0: Sheila's confession comes next. Why? Sheila's reaction to the inspector contrasts with her father's. She is ashamed. Arthur Burling struggles to see what he's done wrong. And look for contrasts. This is known as exploring the text. The section B question on modern text will probably ask you to explore a moment from the text.
1: Sheila and her father's reactions do contrast but they're also similar. At first Sheila's reaction could be interpreted as selfish by an actor or director. She feels she can never go to Millwards again.
0: A way of developing an answer is to look for an alternative interpretation. Mention actors and directors too. This shows an appreciation of form.
1: Sheila and her father's stories perhaps follow each other, so this similarity is made clearer. Sheila, like her father, has Eva fired, and she does so to punish her, just like her father. At this point in the play then, Sheila and her father are aligned.
0: Priestley is using structure to emphasise their similarity. How might you develop this point even further?
1: You could then contrast this with the end of the play when Sheila disassociates herself from her family, horrified that they're going to continue as they were before Inspector Gould called.
0: We've seen why Arthur Burling's and Sheila's confessions might be juxtaposed. Try to think of other reasons why Priestley has these two confessions first. This was the point Eva had her head above water. She was still in employment. Try to think of other reasons too.
1: Eric and Gerald's confessions have parallels too. Both use Eva physically.
0: There are parallels, but their confessions don't follow each other. Why?
1: Gerald isn't a Burling. He's about to join the family. He's an in-betweener, if you like. His reaction to the inspector's revelations are somewhere in between Arthur and Sybil Burling and Eric and Sheila. He's remorseful, but not to the degree that Eric and Sheila are. He still recognises that a cover-up would be better for their public reputations.
0: So Priestley is using structure symbolically here to show Gerald is caught in the middle, caught between old Edwardian values that the Burlings personify and the new forward-looking socialist values that Ghoul, a.k.a. J.B. Priestley, embodies and Sheila and Eric sign up to.
1: Gerald's confession also serves as a lull in Eva's downward spiral. She is happy for a while.
0: But when characters are happy in this play, it doesn't last long. And this is no exception. Buoyed up briefly, Eva's or Daisy's downward trajectory begins again before the end of Gerald's narrative. Having allowed us to catch our breath, Priestley is ready to wallop us with Mrs Burling's cringe-inducing confession. So he's the chief culprit, anyhow.
1: Certainly. And he ought to be dealt with very severely.
0: The audience almost wants to join in with Sheila. Mother!
1: Stop! Stop! Yes, and then Eric's confession comes. But by that time we're shell-shocked and more interested in the older Burlings' reactions to their son's story as they begin to fear they can't shrug Eva's death off anymore.
0: So Priestley uses the structure to build tension?
1: Yes. Sheila and her father ensure Eva is out on the street. There's no welfare state in 1912, so when she loses her job she starts to sink. Gerald throws her a life raft, makes her happy for a while but he's no substitute for organised government aid, withdrawing his help virtually on a whim. The stage is now set for Eric and his mother to finish the girl off. The audience is left aghast.
0: Thanks to the order of the confessions.
1: I think thanks to their interconnectedness. It's a tough call to say whose actions are worst. Arthur Burling's actions wouldn't have been serious had Sheila not also had the girl fired. Eric's actions wouldn't have been as bad if his mother had helped the girl.
0: So argue your case. If you think one character's behaviour is worse, then say so and back it up. Maybe you think Arthur Burling is responsible for starting Eva Smith's downfall, and his wife is responsible for finishing it, and the others are minor players.
1: Arguably, Mr and Mrs Burling's crime is the worst. Like I said, it's a tough call. But the fact they don't learn from their mistakes does seem to make them the villains of the piece.
0: We've touched on dramatic form already. Let's now consider it a little more before we finish. Again, note how Priestley uses form to create drama. It's no accident when characters enter and exit, for instance. The inspector enters just after Burling says that there's no such thing as community. Just as everything seems to be falling into place for Burling and his every-man-for-himself ethos appears to be paying off. So why does Ghoul make his entrance then? Later, even the other characters note the uncanny timing of the inspector's entrance. Notice how the others exit and leave Gerald and Mr Burling alone. There's something I'd like to mention in strict confidence while we're by ourselves. Why? So the audience can get a glimpse of Mr Burling's insecurities. I have an idea that your mother, Lady Croft, while she doesn't object to my girl, feels you might have done better for yourself socially.
1: It also lets us see why the knighthood is important for him. It will put him on a more equal footing with the Crofts, help him win Lady Croft's approval.
0: I gather there's a very good chance of a knighthood, so long as we behave ourselves. Don't get into the police court or start a scandal, eh?
1: The other characters' exits allow the audience to see what Burling has to lose if the Eva Smith scandal leaks.
0: Notice the effect of stage directions, too. Compare the way characters speak. Who do you notice is always in control? Notice how Priestley uses stage directions to suggest tension in the Burling family, even before the inspector calls. And notice how scenes begin and end, too. They often begin at the same point as the previous scene ends, for instance.
1: There's no passage of time. All the action happens in a confined space. In the BBC's latest adaptation, the action is not constrained to the Burling's dining room, as in the play script. There are scenes in Millwards, the Palace Bar, the Seaside. J.B. Priestley's play script is claustrophobic. Perhaps time slows or even seems to stand still for the Burlings. And this is emphasised by the fact acts start at exactly the same point as they finish. Or perhaps it suggests there's no place to hide. Their every move is now under scrutiny.
0: Remember, you can offer alternative interpretations, but back up what you say. So to recap, think about why Priestley has ordered the play the way that he has. Structure can have as dramatic an effect as language. Notice how Priestley uses dramatic conventions like stage directions, exits and entrances, and the beginnings and ends of acts to build drama too. Priestley is 100% focused on keeping the audience riveted to their seats. The play's enduring popularity proves he succeeded. Your task is to show you understand how Priestley uses structure and form to do this.
1: We hope you enjoyed
0: the episode. Don't forget to search for and listen to the next episode in the series to build your topic knowledge. Hit the Acast Plus link in the show description to become a premium supporter and unlock access to every episode in every series for as long as you need. We also make GCSE and A-level content for history, RE, sociology and psychology. Happy listening everyone.